Hi everyone, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Michael McQuaid, Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach. Sweet Jesus, where do we start here, boys? Uh, first off, Colin, <laughs> welcome in, my friend. Good to chat to you again. How's it going? Um, same, you know, different week, same, same result. Everyone, everyone could have seen that coming. Um, there's there's lots and lots to get into, both in terms of the game and things surrounding the game and the next game. Um, so uh let's uh let's say hello to, to Stuart and we'll go from there. Stuart, my friend, uh, are we the Flea Stooges for continuing this podcast at this point in the season? Well, to quote the, the great Bill Murray, well, it's Groundhog Day again. I mean, you know, it, it's copy and paste, rinse and repeat. It's fantastic defensive effort. Um, and a defense there that's missing, you know, and has been missing some of the starters, you know, through injury or have been traded away. And yes, I know it was up against... Um, Jackson's replacement, who is clearly, you know, not going to, um, you know, he, he's not going to fool anybody that he's, you know, his impersonation of, of Lamar was was not exactly anything to write home about. Um, so there is that caveat. Yes, they were up against, you know, the number two quarterback, but still it was another fantastic performance by the uh, by the defense. And another just, I mean, I'm, I'm running out of words to kind of describe just how, how god awful it is to to the, the the offensive output, Michael. I I just you know, and I, I myself and yourself, I think predicted a big victory for the Ravens. Um, I do think that probably would have happened if Lamar Jackson stayed healthy for the game. Um, but he didn't. That was a chance, and as Colin alluded to, and you know, I think I probably got a flurry of about eight text messages when there was three minutes to go, going, "We are losing this game 10-9. Yeah, you know, it was. It was as clear as day what was coming. There was inevitability about it, and yet we were powerless to stop it. I don't blame the defense, Michael. I I I think the defense have performed heroically all season. I think whatever happens from here on in, which I imagine is going to contain at least one, if not two, absolute annihilations that really you'd hope that they get flexed back out of of the early slot in order, you know, to stop any children from seeing uh, by accident. Uh, not, not because it's entertainment for for the greater audience in America. It it, it should come with the government health warnings some of the beatings I think that we're going to get, particularly from the Chiefs. Um, but no, it's it's. I, mean, I I just we're we're counting down the days at this stage now to hopefully, um, you know, house being cleaned. Um, and yet we've to suffer another. What do we got left? Another five games of this. Another five games of this, uh, week 14 of the season coming up. Obviously, yeah, folks, unless you've been living in a ditch, this is a Denver Broncos podcast. Uh, the Broncos beaten by the Ravens 10-9. It's funny, and I don't want to go off too much of a tangent, but what Stuart said about Tyler Huntley column, I went to the Packers game last year where he was playing, and he had a really, really good game. Like, really good. I was surprised at how little the Ravens offense could function, but they're a complete hot mess there as well, and I think it signifies the issues that we have, that that game finished in that way. Um, I think we can go into talking about Hackett, the DC, what needs to happen in, in a different conversation, but it's it's just, um, it's not even disappointing at this point. It's, it's not even surprising. It's just like, what, what like what's next here? That's, that's where I'm at personally. Um, 
you know, Patrick Mahomes was flexed out of a Sunday night football spot this weekend because of the Broncos. And you look at the situation, the Broncos could be, I presume, this weekend with a loss, it mathematically puts us out of the playoff race. I think we become the second team to for that to happen this season. It must be this weekend or next weekend. Um, and it's it's just not good enough. Um, so I know, Colin, we have this conversation every week now, and it is like Groundhog Day, but where do we start here? Because that that, that game on Sunday was um, the epitome of crap. I'll tell you where we start, Michael. We start with the Broncos social media team. Right. Firstly, putting um, Alex Singleton as your image is absolutely fine. There is nothing wrong with that. Alex Singleton has proved to be a very good player. Right. Absolutely. And anyone who questioned it, let them question it. Why is the team's social media account responding to things and talking about real fans? This is ridiculous. Signing off as admin? No, not having it. Absolutely insane that they are doing that. They need to be called out on it. That would not have happened under Pat Bolin. Um, it, it was ridiculous that they went out and did that. It shows how touchy everything in the organization is at the moment, that they understand that things are not going right, everything's going wrong. And I I can't I cannot agree with it. I, I absolutely think if Alex Singleton himself had come out, all right, or his teammates had come out and they had started picking on um the fans and some of the analysts and some of the others who were having a go, I would totally understand that. But the official team account. Like, guys, there are way bigger issues to deal with. You should not be in any way focusing on this. And like that to me was where you start. And that to me symbolizes, absolutely symbolizes some of the issues that this organization has faced. And this is why we are staring down the barrel of yet another, the sixth losing uh, season that we are, we find ourselves where we do. And, and that to me is, is something that, the, the new ownership group needs to understand there is a broken relationship between fans and the Broncos at this point. But the way to go about that is not talking about real fans. And the the defense has been very, very good. Like uh, they, they showed up again. Alex Singleton has, and, and the in fairness to him, he was doubted by the coaching staff earlier in the year. They had him in and out, but he has gone on to more than prove his worth. And just because head cases on, on Twitter or elsewhere want to want to question it doesn't mean the main team account should. And I, that I, I had to say that that needs to be said. That is something that has absolutely annoyed me ever since it happened. Um, and that is something I was probably more surprised by than the result than what the Broncos, um, you know, the performance than anything else. Um, so yeah, I'll let uh, let Stuart maybe come in at this point. Stuart, at the time of recording, um, just to touch on Column's point, let's ride is still on the on, on the banner of the Twitter pages. Um I do you know what as somebody that works in social media, Column, I you're you're bang on, mate. You can't do that. You can't do that. Every time I send a tweet out now, I'm at the point where I hope my employer is listening to this. I, I love you if you are. Um, I panic. I'm thinking, right, who's gonna see this? Who's gonna read this? So for anybody that it's actually, yeah, yeah, it's just not it's not on. And it does show issues. You don't ever respond, Michael. You don't. You can't. If you're, you know, if you're the official uh 
social media voice of the team. Um, you, you know you're going to get headbangers taking umbrage at pretty much everything. Um, and that goes for, 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 for all walks of life on Twitter it's it, or you know Facebook stuff like that. It comes with the territory. There's been brilliant uh, you know uh, advances and, and it's been superb, especially I found in the early days of sort of social media, you know for a niche sport like MySpace. Yeah, back then. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like for that, I think the Denver Broncos probably MySpace may have been the first, you know, they might have been the first account I reached out to. It was brilliant for, for us to be able to kind of, I think I connected with you guys on Twitter. There's been some some fantastic... Yeah, I mean, like, we, we wouldn't be here today. Exactly. But, yeah. but the thing that goes with it, Michael, is you just go, you never respond to the maniacs because, because bec- once you start, then you go, how do you, like the next time something happens, do they row in? I, I mean, I very much doubt it because they got so much blowback from that um but i do think um colin's point is a legitimate one and i think yours is too michael it just goes to show you just where the temperature is at in 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 the whole organization i mean it just screamed of 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 pettiness um throw it out there and go away don't there's no need to come back you know what i mean the only reason if you you ever sort of uh you know kind of respond to stuff like that is if something has happened to the player in question if he's suspended for something or if he's not going to make the game for you know you don't there's no need for that just goes to show you just where we're at at the moment like your time should be spent on on other things more positive things and and i just that was just you know that kind of followed hot on the heels of of getting flexed out of prime time and you're going like, what's next? Like, why, why? like surely have we reached the nadir of the season? We have to have, there cannot be anything else. He said, fully aware that the chiefs are rolling into town, having lost a close game against the Bengals. So, you know, absolutely the low point of the season might just be around the corner. Um, you, you know, and I mean, I, I think like, that column sent me that sort of tweet and I I couldn't initially I was like I'm not sure what the issue here is you know I probably wouldn't have picked Alex Singleton even though he's been a nice surprise and then I was like oh oh now I see what the issue is why would you why would you do that like there was not there was nothing to be gained from that all that could do was was create more ill feeling um and there's plenty to go around and it's like is the, you've got far more important things to be concerning yourselves with um denver broncos social media team you really do and and no good can come from it and no good did come from michael and it just again you know and, and you're also putting like alex singleton under unnecessary pressure as well do you know what i mean like i just don't understand it. and he's been a great pickup fair play to the guy who showed up but then as my old friend colin was very quick to point out <laughs> on the key drive who was hit with the 15-yard <laughs> yard penalty to keep the drive alive? And there was an, just the inevitability of it. Like, and you knew that that had to happen. And it just sums up. It's it's Keystone's cops. So it, it, it's it's um, Sideshow Bob standing on the rakes in the Cape Fear episode of The Simpsons. We cannot get out of our own way. Um, as was proven yet again and it just seems to come from I mean I, I look we've had this discussion before in regards to when is Hackett going to get the axe and he bloody well better um, but it'll be very interesting to see now because you do have to give a new ownership group I, I guess you've got to give them a little bit of grace period in regards to you know moves they're going to make and sort of shaking the thing up I'm intrigued and I'm 
excited is not the right word because you know you are dealing with people losing jobs and stuff like that so there's an element of you know you need to show some sort of sense of decorum when it comes to stuff like that but i am really really looking forward to the off season because i think it will be revealing um as the podcast how- is going to come alive in the off season <laughs> well it kind of has to michael and i think we're i think we're due it because we've had what 11 weeks of, of describing the same game over and over again. I mean, like it's, it's, it's literally the same week in, week out. Now, it's not going to be the same on Sunday uh, because it'll either be an amazing, huge upset against all odds or else we're going to get absolutely massacred. Um, so I think we'll at least have something new to talk about next week. But yeah, there's so many problems at the moment. And, uh, you know, in some ways, maybe I, I think the defence has kept the thing from completely going off the rails. Um, do you know, and I think they deserve huge credit for that, but they can't keep putting out fires week in, week out. And I think maybe there is an immersive beating coming at the weekend. Um, and or certainly there will be in, in in Kansas in a few weeks' time. The other thing as well, Michael, the fact that the Chiefs lost to uh, the Bengals now means that they are number two seed in the AFC. And I do think that home field advantage in the AFC this year is critical to uh, reaching the Super Bowl. I, I would be confident enough that if the Bills got it, they could beat the Chiefs in Buffalo. I, I would think that the Chiefs would be confident to beating the Bills, the Dolphins, the same kind of thing. So uh, the Chiefs are not going to be, even if this wasn't a division game, the Chiefs wouldn't be taking the foot off the pedal anytime soon because they need to win every game out and they need to hope Buffalo lose one. Um, so this is going to be a very, very interesting Sunday evening. And I'm, I'm not sure it's going to be a pleasant one for us. Well, let's let's jump on that. Um, Colin Stewart's talked there, and he said on numerous podcasts this year in the merry-go-round that we are experiencing right now in regards to defeat, recap, preview, defeat again. But I will ask you this: maybe being a bit, and he's, we're, we're like we're right, we're, we're all going through it. And um, what will be more atrocious on Sunday? Getting blown out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline completely and I'm talking 30 or 40 points blown out or the Chiefs sitting up 21 to 7 at the start of the fourth quarter uh, getting a field goal and putting Chad Henney on with 12 minutes to go what would be worse because I can see both things happening I genuinely think folks and I do not condone I do not you know I would not promote gambling in any way shape or form but remortgage the house this weekend on the Chiefs on the handicap there is no way in frig that this Broncos team is winning this game against Kansas City. And the fact that I'm sitting here saying that, and the fact that we have not won a game since London is atrocious, isn't it? It's it's shocking. It, it is, but I, I just don't, I don't think it'll happen. I mean, we're, 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 we're trapped in just this never ending cycle where I, in the same way, I didn't expect that the Ravens to put the, the beat down on us because our defense is really good. And where we have struggled the most this year is actually against, um, you know, somebody like Josh Jacobs, you know, a pass catching, a tough pass catching running back. So we were able to put the squeeze on the, the Titans. Um, now, uh, that, there's a, there's an interesting one that we could get into the Titans making a move on their, their GM. Um, 
time, um, despite the fact that they're top of their di- division, despite the fact that they've been to the playoffs. And yet I totally understand why they've made that move. But anyway, um, I don't know if the Chiefs will put an unmerciful beat down on us. I, I don't expect us to win just because the offense has been so, so bad. Um, and I don't, But I do expect us to drag the Chiefs down. Um, I, I think the defense will you know, be up for, for the game. I think Evero has done a fantastic job to, to keep them interested. Um, and I, I expect us to make life difficult for Patrick Mahomes and um, the, the Chiefs. It, you know, in some ways, if the Broncos were to, uh, to lose heavily, you know, it might shine a spotlight. Um, but the the concern now is almost that the the Broncos are are so boring that we're kind of back to where we were under the Kyle Kyle Brand talked about the past couple of years. Like we just don't move the needle. Um, the the only way we move the needle is because is is people about prime time, like people, you know, saying just how, just how how naughty were um, Broncos and and Rams fans that they're you know and and the rest of the NFL that they're forcing us to watch Baker Mayfield versus Russell Wilson on Christmas Day. Yeah, I I honestly think this could be a sort of a seventeen nine type game. Um, I I would not be at, at all surprised um, about that, but we have like the the question, and we keep we we talked about it at the mid season point. We talked about it every week. How do you fix the offense, and how do you fix Russell Wilson? Because it has been like th- there aren't words really for how bad things have been um i see a lot of talk that it's not the the worst um broncos offense that um you know there there has has ever been because the 66 team um were worse but the 66 team managed to actually score 40 points in a week 5 game imagine scoring 40 points uh you know and if I'll be you nice. No, what, what I mean, I don't think the Lions think scored 40 points in the game this year. I don't think we're going to score 40 points between now and the end of the season, to be honest with you. If, combined. If we, had, if, we had the Lions, if we had the Lions offense, well, we, we'd be winning the Super Bowl. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I yep. think, and I don't want to jump into a different conversation here, but it's relevant to what you said last week, Colm, about how, how the one thing that you noticed was, you used a fancy word, and I can't remember what the word was, so do feel free to shout it out, where it's almost that people don't care anymore about failure because they're not used to it in Denver. Apathy. 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 And I think, I think the one thing, Stuart, I guess, to go next, that stood out for me last week was when Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, was announced as the new head coach of the Colorado Buffs and every media member and everybody was at that press conference and there was not one boy at the Broncos game on Sunday. Now, if I'm... If I'm in that organization, I am starting to panic because you're in a situation now in which you've got this fancy toy and this whole Dion thing could be a two or three year gig in Boulder. That's fair enough. But I just, I think the Buffs won the national championship around the time the Broncos won the Super Bowl for the first two times. So they've never, they've never experienced this. I mean, this is, uh, sure, I, I genuinely feel that we're at a point here now where. Again, I sound like a broken record. You have to give Everett a head coaching job for the last three or four weeks of the season. Let him ride the boat for three or four weeks. Why not? What have we got to lose in this situation, lads? Well, funny enough, Michael, I was actually going to make exactly the same point in regards to Prime. Um, 
And I think it is exciting for, for Colorado Buffs fans. I mean, Colorado, they would not necessarily be a team that I would... Well, for example, I, I can't remember the last time they were actually on TV over here on ES, but we got ESPN over here. But we only Hopefully get next year, they're going to be able to flat out because it's a great place to go on a Saturday, Stuart, and have a, shall yeah, we say, a shandy I, or two. I think, I think, Michael, to be honest with you, it spoke volumes to just how desperate um, Denver uh, media um, and by extension fans in Denver were for any kind of excitement in regards to uh, football. It, it really did because... Um, you know, I mean, obviously, Prime is, is he's a huge personality and his record and his previous job speak for itself. I think his, his, um, I, regardless of his coaching ability, which he clearly has, but I think it's his recruiting ability is the thing that seems to just be off the charts. I mean, he's always been a magnetic kind of a guy, so it shouldn't be, you know, a massive surprise if, if you get in the room with Prime the chances are, you know, you're signing up. Um, but I, as exciting as it is for Colorado fans, I do think it, it, it's it's an, yet another warning sign for the Denver Broncos, um, you know, because they're going to be pushed down even further um, on the, the the sports pages. You know, at the moment, by far and away, the most successful sports team in Denver is the Nuggets. Um, and they're a good team. Um, the Rockies are a train wreck. And the Broncos are a train wreck at the moment. And it's just a question of, um, who's going to do something to get things back up front? And one thing about the, the Rockies is they seem to have absolutely no interest in becoming um, a successful franchise. They seem to be operating on a totally different level, whereas you'd hope that the new group in charge of us will do something to fix this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know, Michael. I, I, I mean, I'm on the record of saying I don't think you will get fired unless there's a huge, you know, and, and not even against the Chiefs, but if the, you know, if they lose heavily to, Baker Mayfield led Rams or or the the Cardinals who've been phoning in there for weeks maybe but I suppose the one thing you could say is if you did give it to Evero for the last few weeks of the season you probably would get some idea as to what he's capable of because the danger is you don't want to see him um you know walking out the building uh going somewhere else and becoming a success um but I, I would still be surprised. You know, I, I, I think Hackett is is there until the end of the season. You're looking at, what, five games left? Um, you know, as I said, you know, beforehand, I think unless it becomes mutinous, um, I, I would I would expect him to be there. Um, but I do see that, that there is a there is something tantalizing about putting Evero in for a couple of weeks and seeing how he handles that, you know, see see what he can do with the, with the, with the steering the ship, you know? Colin, what's your thoughts on that? And if you want to even give your thoughts on the Chiefs game as well, then if you're up for it, if you know, if if you want to, you don't have to, because I think we all know it's good. I know, I know you've said a bit scored out already, but I'm not feeling confident. Um, every week you kind of expect um a bounce, and you 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 hope to to see something. Um, I as I said, I, I think we will, you know, we play the 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 Chiefs. Tough. Um, I, I I'm interested to see, you know, how many fans turn up in the the stadium. I mean, this this is a home game against the the Chiefs. Um, we that will be something to to keep an eye on. Um, but I I think, you know, when when you are going up and and let let's be let's be honest though, the the Chiefs came up short against Bengals, but Bengals were a, be, a better side. Um, I mean, the, the Broncos should potentially be looking at at 
the at the, what the Bengals have done, they turn it around. But that was the generational QB um, that uh, that they they have and what they've been able to to put around him. But the the Bengals with their weapons, right, are what we had hoped the Broncos would be because they have Jamar Chase, they have T Higgins, um, they have Boyd, uh, and defensively they're able to to scheme. Um, Zach Taylor has had a lot of questions around him, but he's been able to to turn the that around. You know, the Broncos seem to be kind of the antithesis of that. So ultimately, I expect uh, a game where we hold the the Chiefs close, but we just cannot score enough points uh, in order to win the, the game or, or ourselves. But I, I don't believe it will be a blowout personally. Stuart, I was getting absolutely tanked. And before anybody comments on my Twitter or Colin's Twitter or Stuart's Twitter saying that I'm being too negative here, I think we've got a pretty damn good reason why. We haven't won a game since London. We shouldn't have won that game in London. Let's just put it out there now. That's my thoughts. I mean, let's bring back the the weird uniform correlation. Maybe that might work. I don't know. Stuart, who's going to win on Sunday and why? I'm kind of in between, Michael. I think we do play the Chiefs reasonably well at times. Um, I remember Drew Locks uh, should have won last year and Melvin Gordon fumbled. Um but so I'm kind of in between yourself and Colm. I think uh, one of the things I, I, I imagine is going to happen is we keep going three and out against the Chiefs, which I imagine we will. Um, then that defense is going to get very tired very quickly. Um, the Chiefs also have uh, kind of a lightning strike capabilities on offense as well. They can grind it out if they want to because they've got a good, a decent enough running attack. But obviously, you know, you've got your Kelsey's and Juju Schmitz, people like that. So I, I, I think. I'm looking at probably something around 28-10. Um, I just don't see how we can give the defense enough time off the field to keep them relatively fresh going into the second half. And I think they'll be gassed by the time we get into the fourth quarter and the Chiefs will win comfortably enough. I would agree with you, Michael. I think if if you were a betting person, Chiefs the Chiefs are currently nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that nine is... Nine-and-a-half points favorites. Extraordinarily generous. The Chiefs averaged 29 points a game. We averaged 13 points a game. So for the Chiefs to be only nine and a half point favorites is that's, you know, fill your boots. And just to very quickly point that the Cowboys Texans game, the tech or the Cowboys are 16 and a half point favorite under the or sorry to, to win the game on the handicap. That's obscene. I guess, it's, I guess it's because it's in Denver, Michael. I imagine if, if the, 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 the return fixture... 12 and uh, a half, 13 and a half, probably. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to. I, I could see no reason why it would be anything, you know, anything less than that and somebody's having a laugh somewhere. So nine and a half is very, very generous. Where I, I will, man, I'd be taking that all day long. I will end this podcast this week by saying this. If we win on Sunday, we're all going to come on live on Sunday night if we win immediately after. Yeah. <laughs> You'll even get me to say, let's ride at the end of the next <laughs> podcast if we win. Are we in if it happens? Oh, I, uh, I'm in Manchester on Sunday, but I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way. We, we will do it. We will do it. It, um, it, is, it is not beyond the realms of possibility. It re, it, it, it's been a strange season and it is any given Sunday in the, in the NFL. I, I'm, I'm not predicting it, but I'm not going to be shocked if it were to happen. I, love I think it, I love this, it. This, this this season is the year that it would be least shocking because you've got the Jags beating the Ravens for the two-point conversion. And then the following week, the Jags getting 
obliterated by the Detroit Lions. Season's all over the shop. Nobody has any idea what's coming next. Hashtag all over the shop. You can catch us on Twitter. That could be at... the Broncos' new, uh, that could be their new, uh, instead of Let's Ride, they could replace We could make like a t-shirt though for it. All over the shop. <laughs> Broncos Leave country. that with me this week. I'll, I'll speak all to the people the at Malhigh Report. Uh, thanks <laughs> to them for their continued support. And um, I think we should make a hat. Yeah. Try. Oh, Leave that with me. Um, at Michael underscore NFL on Twitter, at Column from Cork, C O L U M, and at Purple Heart TC uh, on Twitter. We'll be back next week to to build up to to week fifteen of the NFL season. We're getting close to Baker against Russell on Christmas Day, and I for one can't wait. And that was my door in the background, not me. In case you're wondering, uh, and I'll see you next week, lads. Let's ride, go Broncos. Uh, chat to you soon. Go Broncos all over the shop. <laughs>